And I would just play that for hours. It was just nonstop. And that was like my little baby salvation when I was not feeling good. When I was down in the trenches, I would just go to my room, play, place that ukulele on my chest, close my eyes, and I would just play that over and over and over again. Welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. Hey, brother. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, man. You know, as great as the rhythm of a beautiful ukulele. <laughs> oh, the, the soothing rhythms of the uke. Such a lively, relaxing little instrument. And thanks to you, I got to learn it and still practice it every now and then. Not as often as I would like, but it's very healing when I'm feeling down. And I guess that's what we're talking today is like the healing power of music. Beautiful. Yeah, for me, music has been an integral part of family time and like worship time and me time and explore time. So it, I've had a really good relationship with music. Growing up, my dad would play the guitar for us kids and my brother, my sister and I were were very close together in age. So I remember as being three little kids, my dad would bring out the, the guitar. We'd all come run to his room and he would play songs for us. And I remember how much we enjoyed singing along and hearing him play the, the guitar. And he like, he wanted me to learn how to play the guitar for the longest time, but I was more interested in the piano. But then sports came along and I forgot about the piano. And I remember it was one day I was in my mid-20s and a really good friend of mine, he asked me if I would help him with his ukulele. And at the time I could, I could dabble with the guitar and I could dabble with the piano and I knew a little bit of music theory. And I, uh, I, I went along with his journey of learning how to play the uke and it was very, very simple. It wasn't too complicated, but the amount of enjoyment that came from that small instrument um, changed my life. It changed how I perceive music, how I perceive creation of music. It changed how I looked at instruments because it's so portable. You could take it with you anywhere. And that's the reason why the ukulele became my power animal. Your power animal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I mean, come on. What do you mean by power animal? So in the shamanistic sense, your power animal is the, the source of strength. It's what um, brings courage. It's what uh, takes away your fears. And for the longest time, if I was ever in a place of discomfort or mild annoyance, I would, I would go to my uke, dude, and I would just strum away. I would strum away so much that my index finger's fingernail would wear out and I would have to play with my middle finger because it had some nail to it. Like, it was crazy how much ukulele I played. Wow. Um, especially in really hard parts of my life when the economy wasn't good, I had been laid off, things had just 
um, fallen wayside with a lot of the things that I had projected what my life would look like. And none of that was happening. But the only thing that was constant was that little uke. That's amazing. And I know you had recounted some story about where you were not in a good place and how you got yourself out of that. Yeah, I've been in... Well, I think for all you out there that have struggled with your own mind and with being blue, you know that there's very few things that could get you out of that funk. And if you find one that gets you out of that funk, then you thank God and the universe and all the little twinkle stars out there for them gifting you that gift that gets you out of the funk. And for me, strumming away and placing it in my chest and just feeling the vibrations um, run through me and engaging that side that plays music allows my mind to forget about all the things that it's going through. And for some reason, I just get lost in the music. And when I get lost and I'm just playing, then the world seems more loving and more compassionate and more accepting because I don't have all those inner thoughts, you know, kicking my butt. Like um, a good quote is, um, just because it's cloudy does not mean that the sun is not shining. It's a beautiful quote from A Course in Miracles. And those clouds are my thoughts. And if you play the uke enough, it will blow those clouds away and it will allow the radiance of the sun to shine through. Ooh, that's so poetic. So beautiful. Yeah, I mean, music is such an incredible phenomenon, right? It's the only thing that processes on both sides of your brain. Correct. And, and if you look at it, it's composed of there's rhythm, there's melody, there's harmony, there's words, there's tempo, there's dynamics, there's form. There's so much that goes into music. I mean, can you imagine a party without music? Yeah. There's no the party without music. Yeah. One of the craziest parts is when you're learning how to play, it's like you learn how to like hit the chords, right? And then you learn how to strum. But then anytime you try a new strum, it feels like you have like two left hands or two right hands. Like it's it's almost impossible. And then to try to sing after you've learned a song, that's like a, a whole new crazy thing. I think neuroscientists talk about when people are playing music and singing, it's like fireworks in the brain because their cor corpus callosum is connecting the left and right side of the brain. So for yeah. me, learning how to sing and play, I had to make the playing unconscious. Like I could do it like with my eyes closed, not even thinking about it before I could even introduce, um, introduce words to it. And I remember the one strum that I had worked the most with was the uh, easy strum for What a Wonderful World, um, that Hawaiian song. Um, would you like me to share it? Oh, yes. Love okay. that song. So the song was very interesting because it had like a percussion to it and it had a low G for all the all of you those out there that know about ukulele. And and it's kind of like a triplet that also includes a, a chunking in there. So this is what it would sound like for all you that enjoy that easy song. It's a...
would just play that for hours. It was just nonstop. And that was like my little baby salvation when I was not feeling good. When I was down in the trenches, I would just go to my room, play, place that ukulele on my chest, close my eyes, and I would just play that over and over and over again. And I don't know, dude, they had this power just to uh, melt away all the all the sorrow, melt away all, all those negative thoughts, and it would just bring me to a place of centeredness. And it just, it didn't matter if my ukulele was in tune or I was singing the right words or I was strumming the right chords. None of that mattered because I was just, me and the uke were just one. And, and to me, that was life-changing. And I know for all you out there, there's, you know, there's music, there's art, there's different ways of expressing yourself, but it definitely was one that allowed me to survive through certain moments of my life where things were a bit hairy. As you were playing that, I realized that we experience music through multitude of ways. I mean, of course, there's our ears where we're, you know, taking in that music, but we're also accessing our memory. And that, that rhythm is very familiar to me. And so it evokes a lot of emotions and it takes me back to certain places. Maybe when I first heard that song or, you know, or a special moment that's like attached to that song. And of course there's familiarity, right? Like, especially if, if it's a song that I've heard before. And finally there's like, in, in my case, there was just passive participation, but I was still participating by listening you are actively participating in creation of this music. And it's, if you, like you said, you know, like there, there have been all these studies done where they do fMRI imaging on people playing music or listening to music and it lights up all different centers of our brain. How can you not have music be a source of upliftment or therapy, right? Like I know when I want to work out or need that extra boost, I'm listening to upbeat music so that it can like help me push me harder. Uh, you probably do the same. I'm sure a lot of people do the same. And of course, you know, there's this whole, I had no idea, like music therapy is a huge line of work. It's still not mainstream, but it's, they use music therapy to heal people that regular therapy can do as well. And this dates back to, when I was reading about it somewhere where they said that music therapy started back in like the days of world wars, where these soldiers, they were coming back home, which now we know is, called PTSD, but at that time they had no idea what post-traumatic stress disorder was. And they were inviting all these musicians into hospitals to come and play for these soldiers. And as they saw that these soldiers were having the reaction to the music, the musicians actually went back and learned and trained themselves 
How can they help them recover from whatever that they had been to? And then music therapy kind of became a line of work, which now there's like so much neuroscience behind it and so much evidence behind it. But this reminds me of this story about my dad. You know, uh, I mean, he's passed away now, but he had suffered a brain stroke. And so he you know, he was pretty much bedridden for months. And there were times when he didn't, he, he didn't speak anymore. And there were times where he didn't even recognize me. But months of being this way, you know, we, we had discovered that he had dementia and Parkinson's. And after the stroke, there was, there was not much left of him. But on his birthday, I, I invited a friend of a friend who came with a guitar and he just sang some of his oldie favorite songs that, you know, when he was a young man, that he, the songs that he used to love. And I could see that his face just lit up. I mean, he didn't speak, but his face just lit up. There was like this moment of recollection that he remembered the songs and maybe even the memories and he saw me and he recognized who I was. And that just like brought me to tears because I had no idea what I was doing in the moment until very recently I was looking up music theory. And this is kind of like how this podcast came about. We were talking about music as a source for healing. And I started reading that because music works on both sides of the brain, there are parts of the brain which like Alzheimer's patients can't use to recall memories or recall speech. But it's possible that there are other parts of the brain that are compensating for it. And maybe that patient can sing, even if they can't verbalize what they want. And so, yeah, it, it was such a special moment for me to witness that and to witness that and stumble upon something like that unknowingly. And so I, I truly believe in the healing power of music. And as you've attested to it uh, and you've experienced in your own life with playing the uke and playing the various other instruments that you do. Um, I, I think I have witnessed this through experiencing music during ecstatic dance. Um, I've had some really profound experiences when I've done ecstatic dance and kind of getting lost in the music and the dance. And the most recent experience that I had, like after the whole ecstatic dance experience, I just cried. I just broke down and cried because I realized I had so much pent up emotions that just had it was just so overwhelmed that they had to just come out and there was this release and after the release there was just this calm this centeredness that i felt where you know you can only feel when you do some kind of therapy and i felt like the music was just so healing that it moved me We're all matter, and I think vibration is one of those things that 
we're all resonating. We're, you know, your molecules are are ninety nine percent space, and we got these you know electrons that are rotating around these protons and the space between them is ridiculous and all this other stuff just to say that we're like these these vibrating things in life and we think that we're solid but in reality we're, we're gaps of air and music to me has the ability to to shake us up to to shake and vibrate and put us back into its other frequencies and in native american cultures and in shamanistic cultures they've they've understood this for for their ability to go into trance. For instance, one of the music modalities that I appreciated and I enjoyed a lot was called um, hemi-sync or hemispherical synchronization by the Monroe Institute. And their whole job was to create oscillations or frequencies that were above 140 beats per minute. And anything above 140 beats per minute will induce trance. And that was fascinating to me, how my brain could start firing and and connect with that frequency that was out there. And that goes for everything. We are const- we we are this 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 ball of vibration. And I feel like when we we access that ecstatic dance, when we access, you know, loving thoughts from others, when we access all those intentions that we put out there, those are vibrations through thought, through feeling, through emotion that we are sending out into the universe and the universe itself is resonating back to us. And we block those energies and we we start to vibrate a lot lower. And then there comes the music, there comes the dance, there comes the beats that lift us up. So a lot of times you're not feeling great you know, put a, put on that oldie, oldie tune that you really enjoyed because it will lift your spirits. Even if you don't feel like it, even if it doesn't feel good, it will vibrate you back into health. We promise. But one of the other things that I want to talk about was um, the power of humming. And this is, this is funny. There was this book that I sent to Bodhi um, for him to look at, and it was called the Humming Effect, Sound Healing for Health and Happiness. And in the book, I'm going to super summarize it. It says that 25 hums in a row will change everything. So you take a deep breath, you, you access your diaphragm, you fill it all up, and then you hum. Hum. And those hums, that continuous hum, will reboot you. And I can recall I was sharing with Bodhi earlier about one time that I I visited Sedona for the first time. This is probably like 2006 to see a, an amazing author that I was a big fan of. And while I was in Sedona, the dry heat and the, the dust created, created a sinus infection. And I didn't know that flying with a sinus infection could be a little painful, if not extremely painful. <laughs> so. When I got on the on the flight, um, nothing was happening, and until we took off, and the cabin starts to pressurize, and all of a sudden, I felt this excruciating pain on my forehead, and I did not know what was going on. I was so desperate. I went straight to one of the stewardess, and I was like, "I am in severe pain in my forehead," 
And she told me, it's like, I'm so sorry. You, you more than likely have a sinus infection or clogged up and you're going to have to survive it. So I, I remember like putting both of my hands on my forehead and realizing that pain is one of those things that is so uncomfortable that I could see how people would want to end their lives if, if they're in, under so much pain. And I just, it just, nothing mattered. I, I put my hands over my forehead and I started to hum. I, I, I don't know. That was the only thing I was trying to vibrate my, my head as hard as I could. And I'm pretty sure I probably annoyed a, a few of the people that were surrounding me. But at one point I felt the release and the, the sinus had opened up and the pain had subsided. And I remember f- feeling so much gratitude for that humming that had allowed all that sinus, it, sinus passage to, to clear up because I, I was, I, I felt like I was seconds away from saying somebody euthanize me because I can't handle this. But going through the humming effect and realizing that that humming has other effects as well, it made me realize how I felt after all the humming, like my body was vibrating. I was feeling lively. I had almost forgotten that I had just gone through this crazy experience. So there's a lot of different modalities out there that are sound related that could cause a tremendous impact in your life. And that was one of those ones that was a lifesaver without me even knowing instinctually just going through the motion. It's amazing how intelligent our body is and how our mind is actually connected to so much information from the ether if we just learn to tap into it. But speaking of humming, um, you know, years ago when I used to go to this retreat center, uh, there was a modality of meditation called Nada Brahma meditation, which is a Tibetan meditation. And the first 15 minutes of that meditation is all humming. You're just humming straight for 15 minutes. And when you first do it, it just seems like eternity. But once you kind of get into the resonance of it, wow, it's so powerful and it's so centering. But, you know, related to it, that whenever someone had a cold, they would say like, oh, go and do that Tibetan meditation. You'll feel so much better or (laughs) you'll get rid of your cold. And, you know as you can attest to it, it's like, yeah, humming helps and humming helps your sinuses or clear up your sinuses, I guess. I wanted to share one last modality was um, I had a roommate that was a a trained musician and he played the, the trombone and he was an incredible musician. He worked, he works for Disney still. And he, he does all other gigs when like, You have plays that are coming from Broadway. He'll get invited to play for those and amazing character. Um, He introduced me to the didgeridoo and playing the didgeridoo feels like you're humming for a very long time. And what was cool about playing the didgeridoo was the amount of breath that you take with it was another form that would allow me to disappear with the didgeridoo. And I think it's a great little exercise also for the lungs. But yeah, there, there's so many gifts out there that are available for you that the universe has provided. And I am forever grateful for music. I am forever grateful for the ukulele and the piano and all the 
beautiful musicians out there that create these pieces of work that enlivens us and and it could share our emotions in the down times and the blue times and also allow us to celebrate with one another. I'm just so grateful for music. I think it's part of who we are as humans with the introduction of storytelling and and songs. But regardless, if you're out there and, and you're struggling with a little hiccup that might have happened, just put on your favorite song or pick up your favorite instrument or go out there, do a class of ecstatic dance because it will it will lift up your spirits, we promise. If you have an experience with music or healing power of music, please do share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, you can check us out on Instagram, Emotional Compass, or theemotionalcompass.com. On our website, you can write to us. Leave a review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. Or subscribe to us so you can keep getting an episode every week. We we have a new episode every week on varying different topics. I mean, we've covered so much in these last, it's going to be almost what, a year that we've had this podcast running. We've reviewed a lot of books or rather experienced a lot of books. And we have uh, some interesting people that we're going to be interviewing very soon. So subscribe to us if you want to keep uh, listening to our podcast and, and share the love. If you really enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever you think can enjoy or benefit from this podcast. So until next time, for the Emotional Compass.